0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, good afternoon to everyone. hope everybody's doing fine this first day of February. And I know it's kind of weird where I am right now because it's 76 degrees outside the first day of February. And uh, that's unusual even for uh, out in the middle of nowhere like we are in East Texas. But uh, it's a beautiful day, so, you know, that's the plus side of it. And we watched been happening in the last few days, to say the least. been really an interesting ride so far, hasn't it, with Trump in the White House? I mean, he's been in the White House, you know, less than two weeks, and he's already managed to shake things up considerably. And he's managed to drive the liberal news media absolutely hysterical. And drive the Democrats and the, and the Congress absolutely hysterical, and uh, turn out all the crazies in the streets. So you know it's it's been a wild ride, and I don't think it's going to get any easier. But right now it's going Trump's way. But first thing we need to talk about is the uh, uh, the fact that Tilliston is now the new Secretary of State. Uh, this was something that the Democrats were desperately trying to stop. And they lost uh, there were a couple of Republicans who were sort of iffy about him, you know, particularly McCain and, and Rubio, that came on board, and uh, Tillerson was was confirmed by a vote of 56 to 43. So, it was, well, actually it was a little more than that, I think, but in any case, it was, uh, yes, at 56 to 43, There was somebody who didn't vote, but... Now we have these two rhino republicans from Alaska, Collins from Maine, and Klosky from Alaska, uh, uh, basically going, well, we're not going to support the Trump nominee for secretary of education. Now, if one other republican goes over, then that will give the democrats their victory. And they're desperate for a victory. They're desperate to stop at least one Trump nominee. And they can't do it without rhino republicans, and we know how that goes. Uh, we've been trying to get rid of these people for years, and some of them are still in there, and uh, they apparently are willing to do harm. So hopefully there's going to be uh, alarm-twisting going on, and no other senator, Republican senator, will vote on this, and we will have a secretary of education who actually believes in educating the children, who doesn't believe that, the public schools exist for the purpose of enabling the National Education Association to wield political power and for its officers to get rich off the backs of dues that they require people to pay in order to teach in certain states, even if they don't want to pay it, even if they don't want to be a member of the union. And that's what the Democrats want to continue. That's what the National Education Association wants to continue. They don't care about educating children. In fact, they are more interested right now in propagandizing children and turning them into good little left-wing drones and good little Democrats down the road so that they can take back uh, the government, take back Congress, take back the presidency somewhere down the road. We have a woman who is in favor of charter schools, is in favor of school choice, is in favor of making our school better and wants to do the things that need to be done for the children. And of course that causes hysteria among the left, but then everything causes hysteria among the left. And the more hysteria I see, the more I like it I think that the, the left is on its last legs. And, uh, it's interesting that we have the new Supreme Court nominee coming up. And uh, Neil Gorsuch is a, a fine nominee, by the way. I have looked at his background. I've looked into the decisions he's, he's written. And this guy is solid. This guy is a Scalia-type constructionist, strict constructionist of the Constitution. He believes in the Constitution the same way I believe in the Constitution. And that is that you... Look at the Constitution. You read the Constitution, and you use the Constitution to decide cases, and you use statutes to decide cases. You don't decide to rewrite the Constitution on your own. You don't decide to rewrite the laws on your own. You use the laws that exist, and you use the Constitution. And this guy's a big advocate, for example, for freedom of religion, and, uh, he wrote the majority the opinion in the Hobby Lobby case and uh, where he defended freedom of religion and the Little Sisters of the Poor uh, case. And, uh, you know, he wrote an opinion there where he defended freedom of religion. And he was basically saying what you and I know to be true, and that is the First Amendment to the Constitution provides for freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. If that's the way it's been interpreted by the courts in the past, and they consider it, and you to try to interpret it. And uh, I mentioned yesterday I was on doing a show for um, Joyce Riley's Power Hour show uh, yesterday, and I was on for about an hour, and we were talking about the Constitution, and we were talking about the First Amendment. And uh, at that point, we didn't know who the appointee was going to be. So I wasn't really discussing the Supreme Court appointment, but I was discussing the importance of the Constitution. And I pointed out, I mentioned my little booklet that I wrote, uh, which, by the way, is is selling very well still. And it is by the booklet of our Constitution. It's 77 pages long. You can order a copy from me. It's about a pocket-sized booklet. And I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution, and I print them the way they were originally written and then I put in my comments about what it really means. And one of the things that that I've had so many comments on is the fact that people will read that booklet and realize, maybe for the first time, that, in fact, the words separation of church and state are not in the Constitution. Yet that phrase has been used to declare prayer unconstitutional in public schools, to declare that religious symbols of any kind cannot be put in the public squares. Uh, The Ten Commandments has to be removed from courthouses, even though the Ten Commandments is probably on display in the United States Supreme Court. Always has been, and hopefully always will be. But they have used freedom from religion based on the so-called constitutional admonition, separation of church and state. They have used that repeatedly in my booklet going you're right that doesn't exist in fact that phrase came from a letter that was written by thomas jefferson when he was president of the united states and he was contacted by groups from competing factions of a religion a religious group who asked that he mediate their dispute and he basically wrote back and said, I can't do that on the president of the United States. Uh, I'm not allowed under the Constitution to establish religion or to try to uh, decide which side of a religious group is correct or not. That would be establishing a religion, and that would violate the principle of separation of church and state. And that's what the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment is all about. It prohibits governments. I'm coming in and establishing a religion in other words we can't have the Congress of the United States voting that the universal religion in this country will be for now and forever more Catholicism or Islam the Islamic that you want to take out there. Our government cannot tell people that they have to adhere to that religious belief or a system of beliefs. It just can't be done. That's what it's all about. It never says in the Constitution that the government cannot promote religion in general. For example, when we put out our money on our public buildings and God we trust... We're just doing what our Founding Fathers did. And that says that we believe in God. We believe that God is the foundation of our rights, foundation of our freedoms. And it doesn't matter how you define God, whether you believe in Catholicism, or you're a Mormon, or you're a Methodist, or you're Jewish, it doesn't matter. And God we trust means the same thing should mean the same thing to everybody and that's what it meant to our founding fathers who established this country.
1: okay well it seems like uh we've lost uh michael for some reason let's um call him back and find out what's going on uh you'll stay with us, you're listening to America's Web Radio, Uh, and we've had a little technical difficulty here. Uh, Let's see if we can get Michael on the line. Yeah, let me transfer you in. Okay, we've got Michael back on the line, so, uh, Michael, you there okay?
0: Yeah, I'm here, thanks, Dave. Sorry, to everybody, I don't know what happened, we've had some weird things going on around here, though, the last week or so, uh, weather patterns have been kind of goofy. I know yesterday I was doing a show, uh, as I think I mentioned earlier, with the hour-long show, and the Power Hour, and several times, a connection with them, or they lost connection with me, I think it came from their end. But in any case, it could have come from something happening here in the atmosphere. But I'm about to make some changes to my system, which I'm hopeful are going to keep this from happening anymore, and those will be starting by next week at the latest. Anyway, I was talking about the Judeo-Christian ethic and, and the way that that country was founded on that basis, and who we are. And that is who we are. We are a country that's founded on a belief in a higher power than God. And we have said that repeatedly. We have made it part of our our history and part of our philosophy and part of the basis of our Constitution. And that's something else about the Constitution, my little booklet. And uh, by the way, the booklet is now available. J-I-G-S-Y dot com. You can order it and you can get multiple copies uh, at good discounts but you can also get it as a e-book on Amazon Kindle where it's starting to sell fairly well and then it's now up as a nook book an e-book a nook book on Barnes & Noble and you can get it both locations for three ninety-nine, dollars which is a very good price and of course if you order it single copy of it through my website. A hard copy you can get for $6 million. That includes postage. So, you know, look for the booklet. But I want to talk some more about that uh, when we get back, so let's take our first break.
1: This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e verifying in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, Support USJF as they support you.
0: You're listening to America'sWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Yeah, on the show that I did yesterday, I talked, like I said, about the Constitution about my book, particularly because of the fact that we have all these constitutional issues being raised right now. Uh, most of them being raised by the, the so-called left, and most of them having nothing to do with the Constitution at all. Other than the fact that they want to abolish the Constitution, alter the Constitution. And one of the things I pointed out yesterday uh, was that in my booklet, there's something that you very seldom find in the textbooks, even those few textbooks these days that even include the Constitution. Uh, they may mention it, but they rarely print the whole Constitution for students to read. But even if they do, they probably leave out the preamble to the Bill of Rights. Now, a lot of people have told me they did not even know there was a preamble to the Bill of Rights until they read my booklet. We're not talking about the preamble of the Constitution. Many people my age I remember that when we were in high school, we had to memorize the preamble to the Constitution. Remember, get up in front of class and recite it. It was considered that important bill is also a preamble to the Bill of Rights, and in it there is information, or an admonition really, just as important, maybe more important, than what's said in the preamble of the original Constitution. Because in the preamble of the Bill of Rights, the founding fathers were basically telling the government that they are forming, the federal government, that the rights mentioned in the Bill of Rights we're talking about the first ten amendments to the Constitution. We're talking about the First Amendment, right to keep and bear arms, and the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, of course, you got freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, uh, freedom of assembly, and then in the Sixth Amendment, you have the right to a trial by jury. In the Fifth Amendment, you have the right to due process under the law, but your, your property and life, Liberty cannot be taken away from you without due process. And then you have the often overlooked Tenth Amendment, which basically says that unless powers are specifically given in this Constitution to the federal government, those powers are reserved to the states and or to the people. And what the preamble to the Bill of Rights says to the federal government is that these rights that we are enumerating here are not given to us by the federal government. They are God-given rights. As of course, the founding fathers knew that if they acknowledge that the government gave us such rights, then you acknowledge that the government can take them away. And the preamble to the Bill of Rights says, you can't do that. These rights are God-given. You cannot touch these rights. And in my view, that means that in things like uncontrolled legislation passed by the Congress of the United States, that they shouldn't even be able to vote on something that would change or alter the Second Amendment. They shouldn't be able to vote on something that would change or alter the First Amendment. Not unless, and I I don't even think these can be amended. I don't think the Bill of Rights was designed to be amended like the rest of the Constitution was. And, If you'll notice, there really has been no attempt to directly amend the Bill of Rights because I don't think our Founding Fathers wanted that to happen. I I think they wanted to prevent that from happening. And I think that was a very important part of what they were doing when they set up the Constitution and set up the Bill of Rights and the preamble of the Bill of Rights. Now, interestingly enough, apparently I, I really struck some chords yesterday because uh, within two or three hours of my doing this show, and I had never mentioned, I'd done this show several times in the past and we really discussed my booklet. I had almost 60 orders come in for copies of the booklet, and that's a good size order for one day. So, if you would like to have a copy again, go to www.constitution.jigsy.com and you can make an order through there, through PayPal on the website. You can find that out of order by mail. You can also go to the link on America's Web Radio to my blog and website there because the book is also for sale through that, as are all my other books. And uh, I'll talk to you more about them later today in the show. But if you want a copy of the booklet from the Constitution, you can order it, you can download it as an e-book. But most, most people like to have it in their purse or in their pocket. I know when I go out and make speeches, it gets really interesting because the uh, people in the audience will often pull out, you know, I'll hold up a copy of the booklet and say, this is what, what I'm talking about today, this is the Constitution. And people will pull out their copy that they have with a, uh, from their pocketbook or from the, uh, their coat pocket and wave it up to that meeting and let me know that they've got get their copy already. And a lot of people buy extra copies to give out to friends and family, and particularly kids. See, that's, a, that's what we have to be aware of here, is that our children don't know about the Constitution. They're deliberately being taught that the Constitution, if they hear about it at all, the Constitution is out of date. It's a so-called living document that can be altered at any time by anybody, including federal judges. That the Constitution is archaic, that it promotes racism, sexism, all the isms that the the left is so fond of bringing up. And then they they start saying, the same left that hates the Constitution, starts saying, but the Constitution protects transgenders by allowing them to use whatever bathroom they want. In other words, if a man wants to use a blue-rose bathroom, and he decides, well, I think I'll just say that today I feel like a female. Uh, he has a constitutional right to do that. Why that in the Constitution? It's not in the Constitution. There's no right in the Constitution to gay marriage, although we had five Supreme Court justices say there was. But again, this was judicial activism. This was them deciding they were going to change the rule of law on the basis of what they wanted, not on the basis of what was in the Constitution. The term marriage is never mentioned in the Constitution. That's because that was one of those areas that under the Tenth Amendment was left to the states and the people to decide what constitutes marriage. And all the vast majority of states said that marriage was between a man and a woman. We have the Supreme Court going, well, no, we, we, we're we going to decide the Constitution. What the founding fathers really meant to say was that marriage had to be between whoever wanted to get married. It had be between two men, two women, a man, his dog, you know, whatever. This is what the court has said the Constitution really means. Our kids don't know any really different. They don't get to read the Constitution, much less get anybody to tell them what's in it and what learning really means. And that's what I've been trying to do with this booklet, with speeches I make around the country, Just talk about what the Constitution really means, talk about what's in the Constitution. And that brings me to another point I want to talk about today, and that's the executive order, issued by President Trump regarding the ban from 90-day ban of people receiving visas to come into this country so that a proper vetting procedure can be set up. This applies to people applying for his legal immigrants, the people who are refugees. They all must be subject to proper vetting. So we know who they are because a lot of these people that... We're being brought in by Obama. And before that, I'm watch also Hillary Clinton. We're so-called refugees from countries like Syria where there is no central government anymore. There is no record keeping. We didn't know who these people were. We didn't even know for sure if they were Syrians because people could buy Syrian passports wholesale. And people were coming in that could kill people in our country. And we see it happening in Europe. We've seen it happen in Belgium. We've seen it happen in France. We've seen it happen in Germany. We've seen it happen all over Europe. To The point where some of the Eastern European countries are actually building walls. Building walls to keep them out. Donald Trump promised when he was running for president that he was going to, to require extreme vetting and he implemented that with an executive order. And, of course, the left went nuts. This was Islamophobic. This was a ban on Muslims. Uh, This was unconstitutional. It violated the constitutional provision against religious tests, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, number one... Only seven countries, predominantly Muslim countries, were included in the van. These are the same countries that Obama had listed a few years ago as hotbeds of terrorism. And Obama himself, in 2011, after two Iraqi refugees were discovered in Kentucky planning to attack them on a military basis, he put on a limited ban on immigration, people coming in from Iraq and require essentially extreme vetting. Exactly what Trump did. That Obama comes out and blasts Trump and blasts the conservatives that support him and calls us all kinds of names, which is what the Democrats do best, is they, they call us names. But the fact is there are 40 predominantly Muslim countries that are not included in this ban. Now, perhaps some of them should have been, but they were not. So it's not a Muslim ban, because it doesn't say Muslims. It says that people from a particular country, such as Libya or Syria or Yemen, Somalia, or Iran, Iraq, they can't come into this country wholesale. They have to be vetted. They have to be looked at carefully. Whether they want to get a visa or whether they they want to come in under the green card, or however they want to enter the country. They have to be vetted. We have to know who they are. And the left and the news media, the left and the Democrats in Congress, are going hysterical. This is unconstitutional. This is violating the constitutional rights of these poor refugees and these poor immigrants. Ladies and gentlemen, They don't have any constitutional rights under the United States Constitution. There is no constitutional right to enter this country if you're not a citizen of this country already. Let's take our second break.
2: Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved.
1: Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Let me repeat what I said before we went on that break. There is no constitutional right under the United States Constitution for anybody who is a foreign national to come into this country, to immigrate to this country, to be a refugee in this country, to be allowed in this country, or become a citizen of this country. There is no such constitutional right. In fact, immigration... And they don't even use the term immigration, is only mentioned once in the Constitution. And that's in Article 1, Section 8, where they are listing throughout Article 1, the powers of Congress. And Article 1, Section 8 says that one of the powers of Congress is to make laws, and I quote here, to establish an uniform rule of naturalization. Close quote. Seven words. That's it. That's all that is in the Constitution. Now, the United States Supreme Court in later years said that naturalization, the term naturalization, included the concept of immigration because you couldn't become a naturalized citizen in the United States if you didn't immigrate to the United States. So that the the terms were interchangeable, but that the bottom line is, is that the laws on immigration and naturalization are passed by Congress. They're not written into the Constitution. They're not set in stone. It's up to Congress to pass the laws. And then it's up to the President of the United States to enforce those laws. Now that means enforce the laws. That doesn't mean decide to rewrite the law like Obama did or to ignore the law like Obama did or to change the law like Obama did or to make new laws on immigration like Obama did. None of that is provided for in the Constitution. Those seven words are the only thing in there. Now that means that Congress has in fact passed laws. And the laws that have been passed were what Trump used to issue his order. And there's nothing in there about a Muslim man, but there's nothing in the Constitution or in the laws in this country that have been passed on immigration that says you cannot make a religious test part of the consideration for somebody coming into our country. In other words, if somebody wants to apply to come to the United States and says, oh, ask what their religion is, or I'm a Satanist. And Congress wants to say, no, you can't come in. We don't allow Satanists. Congress has the right to do that. And Congress, in fact, has put into certain provisions of our law the religious test. So what Trump did by issuing the pause, what it's word about to is a pause, on immigration into this country from certain countries that are dangerous countries in the world. What he did was completely constitutional and completely illegal, just like when Obama did essentially the same thing on refugees coming from Iraq. Then the Democrats are, are whining, well, this violates the prohibition against religious tests in the Constitution. Well, let's look at the Constitution again, ladies and gentlemen, because the Democrats obviously, in the media, little in the media, don't bother even looking at the Constitution before declaring these constitutional rights exist. But there's only one prohibition in the Constitution about a religious test, and that's in Article 6, and the, that provision states, the senators and representatives before mentioned and the members of the several state legislature and all executive and judicial officers both in the United States and the several states shall be bound by oath of affirmation to support the Constitution. But no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or or public trust under the United States. In other words, the only prohibition against a religious test in the Constitution is in using that test as a qualification for somebody to run for public office or to be appointed to a public office. So all this nonsense that's coming out of the news media and out of the Democratic Party about Obama's actions, I mean, Obama the Trump's actions violate the Constitution provisions against the religious tests it doesn't exist. There is no such constitutional provision. But you have to understand that for the left of this country, and particularly the mainstream news media, the priority of our government is not supposed to be protecting Americans from bombing terrorism, but protecting the non existent constitutional rights of immigrants who may not even have entered the country yet. They don't have any constitutional rights that they're not in this country. That's the bottom line. That's the reality. Now, Nancy Pelosi obviously doesn't want to deal with that reality, but I don't think Nancy Pelosi has dealt with reality for 40 years. And uh, when I mentioned yesterday on the the program, that, or today's program, and that program was on earlier today, as far as I'm concerned, uh, she's dumb as a box of rocks, His only intelligence of a box of rocks. Uh, the person who was running the program, Gail Fallon, I do her show on a regular basis, she says I just insulted a box of rocks, which is probably true. But in any case, Pelosi doesn't deal in reality, the National News Media doesn't deal in reality, Chuck Schumer doesn't deal in reality, and your snarky snowflake, you know, demonstrators out there, They don't know what the Constitution is. The only reality they know is what they are told they have to believe by their college professors or by the leftists in the news media or the Democratic Party. Most of them are totally incapable of any independent thought of their own. It just doesn't happen. They don't know how to make it happen. They don't know how to think for themselves. They don't think they're even allowed to think for themselves. They think they have to be a part of the herd. And that's the mentality that the Democrats have envisioned for this country for years. That's the mentality that we get out of the Hollywood elite. That you have to be part of the herd. We're the smart ones. We're the elitists. We need to tell you what to do. You're too stupid to make your own decisions. Let us help you out and make your decisions for you. Now, What was the implication of the Trump plan? Within a 24-hour period, 325,000 foreigners came into this country through our airports. Out of those 325,000, 109 were actually detained, most for fairly short periods of time until their credentials could be authenticated. From the hysteria in the left, in the news media, you would have thought that thousands of people were languishing in prison cells throughout the United States having been detained under this. 109 people were 325,000. And I've read an article about this. And it's on my website at www.michaelconnelly.com and you can access it through America's web radio website. But in the article, I point out that contrast that 109 people who the Democrats claim were denied their constitutional rights, which they didn't have in the first place. Compare that to the over 250,000 American veterans who in the past few years have been deprived of their Second Amendment rights to keep their arms without any due process under the Fifth Amendment. Those are constitutional rights that belong to Americans. Those are Americans who are losing their constitutional rights on a daily basis, and nobody in the left-wing media or even most of the national news media at all has even mentioned that subject. Nobody's talked about it. I'm the one that's been talking about it. I've been talking about it on this radio show. I've been working with veterans around the country to try to defend them, and we've been winning some of their cases. But we didn't have the the large-scale help we needed to file a class action suit. We couldn't get people to donate the money we needed to do that. But those are the constitutional rights that are being denied. Those are the people that are being affected. And yet, you don't hear any outcry from the leftists about that. Why? Because that's part of their agenda. They're not going to protect the Second Amendment or the Constitution. They're not going to protect our citizens us utilizing the Second Amendment and our right to keep and bear arms. That's against their political agenda. They think that's a no-no. They think the only people who ought to be bearing arms in this country are career criminals, drug dealers, and, I guess, terrorists. So they are not going to protect our constitutional rights. They don't acknowledge that they even exist. Or they make up things to say they don't exist. Like the separation of church and state. Here's the bottom line for the people out there who are crying and squealing and holding their, you know, laying on the ground think the Democrats in Congress, beating their feet on the ground and holding their breath till they turn blue, this is the bottom line. There is no U.S. constitutional right to immigrate to the United States or to get a visa to even visit our country. Repeat that. There is no U.S. constitutional right to immigrate to the United States or to get a visa to visit our country. Two, if you're here illegally, you have no constitutional right to stay. Number three, the U.S. Constitution gives Congress the sole right to impose any requirements it wants on people who want to come to our country. And four, there is no authority given to any federal judge to amend the Constitution to alter these truths. We have a constitution that makes it clear who gets our constitutional rights and who doesn't. Who can come in this country and who doesn't. It's up to us. It's up to all of us. It's up to our Congress. It's not up to Shepard Smith on Fox News. And I watch Fox News constantly, but so far as I'm concerned, Shepard Smith is the resident village idiot. These organizations. It's not up to Nancy Pelosi. It's not up to Chuck Schumer. It's not up to former President Obama. This is up to the American people, asking to their representatives. Let's take our final break now.
1: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out
2: Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today.
1: This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an
0: ever-changing and volatile world. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As I was pointing out before the break, the bottom line is, is that there is no constitutional right to immigrate to this country. And therefore, all these demonstrations and all these news items about the constitutional rights and people being violated, it's fake news. It's absolutely fake news. And you need to go to my website. Again, it's yes, michaelconley.jigsy.com. You can also access it through the uh, American's Web Radio website. Um, Our Constitution is the name of this show, and that's what I'm on, on, on the website. If you can go there, you can access the blog, and you can read the article. And also, by the way, Subscribe to the blog just by sending me an email telling me that you want me to put you on the list so that anytime I post an article on the blog, you will be notified about it. Soon, I'm setting up a new automated system that's going to allow people to subscribe. In the meantime, that's the way you get on my list. So, we have a constitution out there, a constitution that's being ignored. The Constitution that you can read about it and you can, you can understand. It's a Constitution that has to be protected. And we have a Supreme Court nominee who will do that. Who will protect our Constitution. Who will look after the American people. Look out for our rights. All of our rights. Including the right to keep and bear arms and the right to freedom of religion. The right to freedom of speech. Something, some areas where the left def- desperately wants to take control and deny those, those rights. Neil Gorsuch is going to be a top notch Supreme Court justice. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the show, you've got the Democrats. Oh, but he's not in the mainstream. Well, I'm sorry, folks, but you're not the mainstream. The mainstream is people that kicked your butts in November and took control of the White House, Republicans, maintained control of the House of Representatives, and the Senate. That was the mainstream in America. And we want a Supreme Court justice who is in the mainstream and the true mainstream means people who want to be protecting their homes their property and in their rights to do things like keeping their arms <clears throat> this is a guy who will vote to protect all those now the Dems are going to be hysterical like they have been on the cabinet members they're going to act like Fightful children, and they're going to whine, and they're going to cry, and the national news media is going to do the same thing, and they're going to try to attack this man in every way they can. If they can't find out anything true to attack him with, they'll, they'll make up lies. We need to make sure this man gets on the Supreme Court. This first battle could be the critical battle, because I suspected that a, Trump is going to get at least one or two more picks during his first term in office, and even more if he's re-elected for a second term. The Democrats are whining about the filibuster rule, but it has to take 60 votes for the, for a Supreme Court justice to be chosen. Now this rule to begin with is 40 years old as far as I'm concerned, is unconstitutional on its face. But the way it was set up was so that the Democrats basically look at it and say, Well, the rule's fine for the Republicans, but if it affects us, we can break it, we can change it. But the Republicans can't do that. Only the Democrats can do that. And Democrats did that under Harry Reid on several occasions. Primarily to get through to pass the courts like the D C Circuit Court that's federal courts with left-wing judges whose confirmations are being blocked by the Republicans in the Senate using the filibuster rule. And the Democrats said, no, no, no that's bad. That's bad because you're blocking us, and it's only supposed to be used to block you, so we're going to set it aside and allow civil simple majority vote to put in our judges but we're not going to do that with the Supreme Court not yet now if Garland, Merrick Mary Garland had come up for a vote and they had thought they had the votes without the filibuster rule being there they would have set aside but they didn't come up and by the way it was perfectly alright for it not to come up is the fact that it has been historically, the precedent has been historically that a lame duck president should not be allowed to choose in his last year in office somebody from the Supreme Court because of the lasting effects it has. Democrats have done it in the past, Republicans have done it in the past, that's always been the way it was just you a know, crying point. And Democrats don't have talking points anymore. They have crying points. They have slobbering points. They have whining points. They don't have talking points. They don't know how to talk. The only way they know how to reach people is to scream at them that you're a racist, or scream at them that your neighbor's a racist, therefore you have to go help us beat up your neighbor, or your neighbor has too much money. Uh, you don't have as much money as you need, so you need to go us that's to help us steal money from your neighbor. So, from now on, when I talk about the Democrats and the talking points, I'll probably refer to them as winding blind, points, because that's all they are. And they are now finding that it's not fair for the Republicans to do what the Democrats have already done, and then to decide if they don't have 60 votes they need to break the filibuster that a simple majority can put Rorschach on the court. As far as I'm concerned, that's the way it ought to be to begin with. I never thought this filibuster rule was constitutional in the first place, because it basically dilutes our power to vote for U.S. senators. What good does it do for us to elect a conservative U.S. senator if that person's vote is not going to be counted because of the filibuster rule. That is a constitutional violation of my right to vote. And my right to be represented in the United States Congress, in the United States Senate. So that should be changed permanently. But even if it's not, it should be changed by the Republicans for this vote. Because this is too important to let the Democrats find their way out of it. This is too important for the future of our country. And this nominee is 49 years old. He could easily serve 30 or more years on the Supreme Court. That will make the Supreme Court, even if it's still 5-4, balance, that will make the Supreme Court a court that the least will consider true meaning of the Constitution. And if we get a couple of other solid conservatives on that court, then that alters the landscape in this country back to the landscape of freedom that it was meant to be. So I encourage you to educate yourself and your friends and your children about the Constitution. Order a copy, more and more copies of my booklet for Garrett like I said as an ebook. On Amazon Kindle or Barnes and Noble Book Books. You can also on notebooks get e the copies of my major novels, Drag, which is still being attacked by the left, and I love it. And also the Mortarman, the very popular book about my dad during World War II, and also you can get the copy of *Alien: Story of America*. And as far as the Amazon, they're still not selling them as e-books, but they're still there available as paperbacks. In the case of the Rag, it'll as a hardback. And they go to the publisher's website, those Books Trafford, and you can order them there. And you can also get paperback copies of my books so on all the websites. My books, America's liveliest ghost, and Riders of the Sky, the Ghosts and Legends, Phil Moscow Ranch. So, that great deal of my income comes from selling my books. So, if you want to order some, you can order them also through me, through my website. And that's my preference, because that way I can sign the copy for you if you so desire. But also, I make about four times as much money a copy sold through my website as I do through a copy sold through all the regular book sites. So that's my plug for the day. And thank you for listening in. I look forward to talking to you again next week. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about because things are happening uh, real quickly in our government. And God bless America and God bless our new president. I think that things are happening for the best. So take care.